This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My name is Chris Billett. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd, and you listen to the Blue Army Podcast. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. Hit record. Uh, I still don't like her voice. <laughs> you can like change it to your own voice. <laughs> so it goes, how am I going recording it? <laughs> hey, that would be cool. Maybe you got like a guest on or something. It's like a nice little icebreaker. That might be cool. <laughs> that might be cool, mate. That's a nice little thing to... Just you probably like can't go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'll tell you what I can do. I can start the podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do that. <laughs> All right, Maris, how's it going? And welcome to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 59. And as... We approach our 60s. I can't think of somebody with better experience on the Blue Army podcast than this man who's joining me on today's show. That's right. I'm talking about everybody's favourite co-host. Wills is here. They must always guess when you're on. Then we do that little (laughs) pre-bit. Yeah, I'll read. (laughs) They must must know your voice by now, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Uh, Mate, you must be doing good. Four wins in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It's a shame. A shame you were unable to get to the Northampton game. Um, always good to score the last minute winner so having listened to us score one on the radio last week it was good to actually be at one yeah i wish i was there i wish it was there i've seen the i've seen the game um and yeah a fantastic 90 minutes mate. Crowd, um, good atmosphere yeah yeah I could, I, I, that's that's what i felt like i missed out on mate but you could hear it mm. you could definitely hear it mate in the, in, in the reactions yeah. obviously we'll get to the uh the match crack when we get to the match crack but these days mate we i mean we don't even need the joke of the week really to start this show off with positive vibes and great times but there is tradition 
there is tradition here on the yeah. Blue Army podcast. You know, we've been doing it since day one, episode one. So without further ado, it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. Let's Let's the Blue Army, Army podcast, podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad like sometimes you laugh when I'm doing it, mate, because some people think I just like play the same one every week and just put a slightly different echo on it and stuff like that. It's not the case. I do it yeah. every single week <laughs> live on the podcast. Yes. I do that every single week <laughs> live on the podcast. Right, I'd, mate. I'd little... Go on, go on. Add a little touches each time. Exactly, exactly. Keeps people coming back. Maybe, doubt it. Anyway, um, the Blue Army Podcast joke of the week this week, sir. Here it comes. What kind of tree can you hold in your hand? Oh, uh, what what kind of tree can you hold? Not a bonsai tree. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty heavy, pretty heavy. A palm tree. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> Got me. <laughs> stumped you, stumped you. What kind of tree can you hold in your hand? A palm tree, a palm tree, mate. A palm tree. <laughs> right. Let's keep the good times going, mate. And I feel like, um, you know, it's it, it's time for the birthdays. One of our newest traditions here on the Blue Army podcast. All thanks to the Be Just and Thea Not Facebook page, the Carlisle United Fan Group page on Facebook. Go and follow those guys for great news and updates on Carlisle United. So the birthdays this week, mate, and they do take me down the cells here, haven't you? The first two guys, Evan Horwood turned 36 this week and David Raven turned 37. David Raven recently retiring after featuring um, in, in, in a national televised advert as a referee and also playing in that FA Cup game against Tottenham for Marine Town. Um, Evan Horwood had a fair share of games, a uh, bit of a tumultuous time with the club, had his moments, um, but all in all, I would say a pretty talented player um, on his day. Any memories of the two, mate, for you? There must mm-hmm. be. I mean, come on, your times are similar to my times. Yeah, I mean, David Raven um, was, a, you know, key player during a, um Was it? It was Simo's first time under us, and he was a key player. Um, was it the, be the season that we won League Two? Did he play for us in the conference as well? Um, no, he was brought in. I remember speaking to Paul Arneson about it. He was brought in in the second season, and Paul Arneson was offered a mm. contract as well. So they were both in that right back position. It was when Paul Arneson yeah. got, uh, got the number two shirt taken off him. It was given given to uh, David Raven. Ah, uh, um, and uh, you know Evan Horwood um, it did good for us briefly, and then went to Hartlepool, and I think he did well against us as well. Um, seemed to do a little tour of all the clubs around the north. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I've got good memories of him. I feel like he was a pretty solid player on, on Football Manager, which is where some of my memories come <laughs> from, certain players a little bit more than on the pitch. If he didn't necessarily play that much, he was he didn't exactly get like a, like too many runs of games, I, I think, as, whether as David Raven was kind of like a bit of a, a, bit mm. of a stayer in the team during his time at Carlisle United. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and yeah, uh, other birthdays include Sean Teal, who turned 58. That's a little bit before my time, but my God, that orange kit looks beautiful with the green trim. Um, and David Wilkes, who up until recently was a coach with Carlisle United. 
he yeah. turned yeah. 50. Go on. Him being on football as well. Um, like one of the early championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of the early kind of like um, uh, championship manager players. But um, yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those early champions where they didn't really do their research on the uh, lower leagues. Um, and if you can imagine them being like that now, and he was actually a goalkeeper on it. <laughs> okay, Just and he was a good, because, he was a good goalkeeper. You know, they... No, no, he wasn't a good goalkeeper. He was just ah. a reserve goalkeeper, and he was okay. and he was quite old and towards the end of his career. But it was just, you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine that these days, Championship manager, and they basically just got a list, a squad list of um, Division Three teams, and just gone. We don't know what position these players play, so we'll just make a position up for them. Because <laughs> <laughs> now they've got people. The, They've got people kind of doing research right down the bottom of the pyramid now, finding, oh, you know, this plays good at heading, so I'll make a note of that. <laughs> I mean, the other benefits, <laughs> um, uh, otherwise, include Elliot Watt, who turned 22, who was recently with the club for a short time, Peter Grant, who turned 28, and Ricardo Garbindini, who turned 52. Uh, it's one of those names mm. that you do see on Wikipedia in and out of folk legends at Carlisle United during that sort of successful uh, 80s sort of time, right? I'm feeling like he was with the club yeah. during that. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of those names that you see knocking about. Uh, Peter Grant, on the other hand, uh, not necessarily had the having the best time with the club. Would you say? Um, yeah, was he a Stephen Presley signing, or maybe like a John Sheridan? Uh, I feel like it was a Stephen Presley signing, one of those Scottish yeah. lads that came in. Um, but obviously, you're having a little click now. You go and have a little click now. Oh. Um... I looked, and there's another footballer also called Peter Grant. So I thought this a blackboard centre back. <laughs> yeah, too much effort. Anyway, those guys, happy birthday to <laughs> those guys. Other birthdays um, that include the recent squad: uh, Kristen Dennis, um, mate Dennis the Menace. He's, he, he needs everything but a goal. Uh, we'll obviously get on to the match crack and the highlights. And there's a bit of a sit for him early on in the mm. game. Um, when that goal eventually does come for Dennis, the crowd's gonna go mental for it. He, he's really became um, a bit of a favourite in, in, in his start at Carlisle United under Simpson. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, he's been hailed for his performances up front in, like, you know, doing everything but scoring at the moment. He does he does harass the defenders and the goalkeeper and, you know, chase things down and, you know, and, and does it well as well, you know, not just chasing chasing everything to put on a show of trying yeah yeah um i mean I've, I've, I've got no qualms with with how he's been um uh being used in the squad right now i, I don't necessarily i feel like um he gives everything in the seventh which is why he comes off in the 70th mm. minute he, he knows that he's going to yeah. come off so he gives everything uh he, 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 he empties his tank in that time it's almost like a uh, like an agreement that he's got with with the simo is like if you work your socks off and then just you know, tell me when you're knackered, then we'll get sure silver on. And it's very effective game plan. It's been working really well for the Cumbrians. And the last holiday that we have 
uh, on the birthdays is uh, a player that has absolutely turned it around and a lot of uh, Carlisle United fans' hearts. Uh, we're talking about Southampton Loney, uh, Daniil Simeu. Um, I, 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 yeah, he's absolutely turned it around recently, mate. He looks like a completely different player. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that all of the mistakes are gone from in his game, but he's, he's, he looks like he's finally employing that physicality that he naturally has. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's looked impressive generally under Paul Simpson. And I think as well, kind of like the fact that we've got like three three at the back almost with Mellish not quite playing as a centre-back. But, um, you know, it, it you know, helps him out and he's got a bit more experience around him. Uh, kind of people, you know, people kind of like making decisions for him perhaps because he's still a young lad. Yeah, then, I mean... You know, he's, well, I mean, I want to press a little bit more on that whole John Mellish thing. I mean, he himself is is at the moment maybe going through a little bit of a quiet phase. It's been noted that he's been moved into that sort of position, but obviously Morgan Feeney and 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 Simeu are really getting a lot of recognition for really carrying on their game. And it's almost like we, you know, you just expect John Mellish to put in the work rate and. Um, I just don't want it to go unnoticed. You know, he's really been uh, putting in quite a shift. Um, he's been playing the full 90 minutes and he's been really uh, grinding games out with the squad uh, and working incredibly hard, just as hard as everybody else. He's a player that uh, got a lot of recognition, obviously, during that that crazy run that he had. And obviously now he's playing a completely different role at Carlisle United. And then just hats off to John Mellish, you know, for being able to adapt to these roles. Um, and, and, and it, you know, it shouldn't go unsaid that he's absolutely uh, working his socks off in that team. Um, and he's providing roles, not only going forward in a supportive manner, but obviously at the back, he gets back and covers. And maybe he, he, he has to pick up maybe the boring job sometimes of marking out certain players out of the game maybe you know maybe he's told to sit on certain players and you know he's really grinding out some great performances and helping Carl United to these victories and it's not the same way that we might think that he contributes towards Carl United you know when he was scoring loads of goals so I don't want him to go sort of like un, unmerited because you know like you know he's not getting recognized in the same way but he should still get recognized for what he does um but yeah happy birthday to to all of those guys mate uh, last week on the podcast when we jumped into the news I gave you a choice between uh, injury news and lone watch wills one more time let's do it again that was a little bit of fun that what do you fancy do you fancy injury news or lone watch um let's do i'll do injury news this time um, right. i know the taylor chart is forward so i'll say that yeah. we'll go on to injury news i've got the choice well, there you go. You've you've uh, you've 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 piqued the interest <laughs> for the lone watch, and uh, but we'll dive into injury news. Jamie Devitt, <laughs> Jamie Devitt pulled up um, during the Northampton game, came off uh, limping, injured, unfortunately. It's been reported that it's a hamstring issue. Uh, Paul Simpson has sort of like held his hands up uh, in an interview and said mm. maybe he pushed Jamie Devitt a bit too far to start that game, and maybe uh, that game should have been the. Uh, in hindsight, the chance to rotate the squad. Um, I feel like that's, you know, that's that's quite commendable from the manager to just own up to mm. something like that, maybe. Um, I, I feel like Jamie Devitt would want to play every game anyway. He's that kind of player. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's just covering for, for Jamie Devitt there. But fortunately, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term injury. It does just seem like it's a little bit of a strain. So... Not saying that he should be back in the squad in time for Tuesday night's game against Nor New 
Newport County, but he might be back in contention for the Barrow game, uh, which would obviously be great for us for him to go back to Barrow. That's the game you want him back for, right? So if there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with his hamstring, yeah. you say you're going to rest him on Tuesday night. That's the right decision to make, Wills, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Tuesday night as well, so it'll be three games in a week. So, you know, if you're going to rest a player who might be carrying a bit of a knock or something, then you probably do it on Tuesday. And, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's coming carry well. He's, he's not been fully fit, but to Dennis, like him and Dennis, kind of both came in. Um, neither of them fully fit. Um, so I think kind of credit has to go to Simo for what he's got out of them. Because um, under Keith Millen, I wasn't really sure that we were going to get anything out of them because they just play bit parts and then kind of have to come off and never be fully fit. So, you know, he's, he, he does manage to get sort of performances out of players that maybe exceed what their current fitness is. And, and you know, maybe it's just time for Jamie David, to, you know, just to have a little bit of a rest. And, I mean, does it even really count as a rest if it's a Tuesday night? Because, I mean, well, if, he plays, if he does come back Saturday, it's still Saturday, that's Saturday. Thing. That's the thing. I mean, we'll get we'll get we'll get onto the sort of like a little bit of a Newport County uh, preamble a little bit later on. We might talk about like how you might swap the squad round a little bit. We don't really cover Tuesday yeah. night games just because of the way that the podcast is recorded. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate Jamie Devitt being out. It's one of those things that you know he's a thirty-one year old player. He he hasn't played a lot of games recently. He's been thrust into the team. He's played a lot of games in a short succession of time, and and uh, it's just maybe just caught up with him. And thankfully, it's only just a hamstring strain. So. He shouldn't be out of the team for too long. The team has been rejuvenated uh, by the return of Rod McDonald and Brennan Dickinson. Brennan Dickinson laying out an assist uh, for the goal during the week. That was uh, uh, a little bit of lucky and a little bit of skill there. But we'll get to the match crack when we get to the match crack. Carly United being boosted by the return of Dickinson and Rod McDonald to the bench this week, mate. Nice seeing Brennan Dickinson brought off the bench and making an impact at Brunton Park. Um, I mean, in other terms of injury news, no one else is going to be back in time for the Barrow game, uh, like Tiore, <laughs> uh, Mella, <laughs> bless you, uh, Tiore, Mella and um, oh, <laughs> Senior are still going to be out of contention for the Barrow game, but maybe, maybe we'll be looking towards the week after to maybe see Jimmy Tiore uh, return to some kind of first team football. Um, what I do want to mention, mate, in injury news, um, that kind of is a little bit wider spread of injury news. Carlisle United are going to be playing Carlisle City um, during, uh, I think it's March. Is it March the 22nd? It's going to be at Guildford Park. Yeah, it's March the 22nd at Guildford Park in the Cumberland Cup. Is it the Cumberland Cup or the Cumbrian yeah. Cup? Cumberland Cumberland Cup. So they're going to be playing on March the 22nd at Guildford Park. I believe kickoff is going to be something around 7.45. I get there early and get yourself a pint, you know what I mean? The, the, you know, there's a nice bar mm-hmm. there and the drinks are really cheap. Get yourselves there, down there nice and early. Get yourself down there at 6 o'clock, get a pie, get a couple of pints in you. Enjoy the game. Uh, according to Paul Simpson, there's going to be a couple of Carlisle United's first team players playing that game to regain some first team fitness. So that's how it kind of relates to injury news. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's nice to give uh, Guildford Park I, I, I'm going to try and go down to that game if I'm not working I like Guildford Park as a setup. I used to play a Sunday league there with Carlisle Spartans back in the day um, so I'm looking forward to uh, 
to to go into that one. And it's just, you know, it'll only be a couple of quid. Like I said, there'll be a couple of Carlo United first team players there. And there might be a couple of your mates or your dad's mates or something playing um, at the game or somebody that you know (laughs) playing. Or who who knows? Just go down there. It'll be good. It'll be a good good atmosphere. It'll be a good game. They've got seats. They've got coverage if it's raining. Um, But it should be a nice sunny night, to be honest. You know, we're getting into March now. So go down there and enjoy that. that's the end of injury news, mate. That's what we've covered. So we'll jump on to the loan watch. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, Taylor Charters played uh, for Gateshead and Gateshead won that game. So Gateshead uh, stay at top of their division. Um, so hats off to them. But um, more interestingly, unfortunately, um, other players that are out alone aren't really getting any minutes on the pitch. Uh, Christian Abrahams came off the bench in the 85th minute for yeah. Grimsby, um, who were already 2-0 up against Yeovil Town. And um, Mampala didn't even play for Weymouth this week in a game that, you know, it was it was Weymouth, I think, a third bottom and Worldstone are quite close to the bottom of that division. So quite an important yeah. game. Uh, and they lost that game. And, um, you know, he didn't even feature, didn't even come off the benches in the attacking option so that's quite unfortunate and quite frustrating uh, for some of the players so good and bad in the in the loan report this week uh, mate but um, it's, it's 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 great news once again to to hear that Terry the Charters is in the team and Gateshead are winning games uh, it's, it's just great for the northeast football scene right working yeah together. I mean you know <laughs> I mean we know that Taylor Charters is a good player and he's you know he's been in and around the first team and uh, Carlisle uh, plenty of times um, had you know a decent you know some 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 decent runs in the first team with us um, and it just you know it seemed right at the time to send him out on loan because he's still a young player and if he's not going to get in the first team with us we still want him to be playing football um, hopefully hopefully he'll kind of come back I, I did kind of hope that this season would be the one you know would be his breakthrough season but it's difficult for players to break through when the team are kind of doing so bad and we've been through three managers, you know. Um, they, you know, managers tend to rely more on experience. But hopefully next season, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see him if he gets an opportunity coming through. Uh, same same with same with uh, Josh Dixon as well. But like you said, those two players are almost in direct contention with each other when it comes to first-team minutes. And I honestly do feel like, you know, maybe Charters might be get more minutes if he played out wide maybe and maybe he was more uh, adaptable to that position but we'll, we'll, we'll obviously then you're competing with Lewis Bell so it's all delicate balances and a lot of young talent at, 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 at Carlisle United and, and it's a better to have that option I suppose and hopefully we'll be able to turn some of that talent in to some really good footballing players now Carlisle United are four wins out of four mate a team that has only won ten times this season have won four out of four and have taken the scalp off of the second best team in the league and according to Liam Denwood from Blue Army TV the best team in league two Uh, so a very highly rated team at this division uh, a team that that (laughs) you give me that look for um <laughs> <laughs> Forest Green a miles ahead. 
Yeah, well, it was. I mean, I mean, we'll go. We'll go uh-huh. to oh, yeah. at the table and some of the form that some of the teams have been on recently. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm just, I just thought I'd mention it there before we dive into yeah. the match crack for Carlisle United's two-one victory over Northampton Town. As we always do here, we kick things off with Carlisle United's starting lineup for their 2-1 victory at Brunton Park against Northampton Town. Milking every moment, mate. Loving it. Uh, in goal, we had Mark <laughs> Howard. Uh, in the back line, we had Riley, Simeu, Feeney, Mellish and Armour with Gibson, Guy and Devitt playing ahead of them and Dennis and Patrick playing up front. Nothing changed for the fourth game in a row. Don't you dare tamper with a winning formula. Um, and uh, proven right once again um, in that aspect. Obviously, we covered in the injury news that maybe Jamie Devitt, you know, pulling up in the 61st minute, you know, is, is quite unfortunate. It's just, it's just one of those things that can happen in football. But, mate, you were at Brunton Park, 85,014 people... <laughs> 8,514 people in attendance at Brunton Park, 400 uh, away fans from Northampton. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll dive straight in, mate. The first half, like I said, I've watched the full uh, the full game, including uh, you know the five minutes injury time, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I've watched, I've watched the full game, watched all the minutes. Um, it's a bit of a nervy uh, start uh, the first half, really. Once the game, the, the game was quite an open game. It was quite backwards and forwards. Uh, Carlisle United proving uh, to 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 not get outshone by their opponents. You would not have been able to guess uh, who was second and who was uh, fighting a relegation fight in that first half. But neither team really impressive, um, would you say? Is that yeah. sorry? Is I that mean, is that maybe down to nerves? Because in the first half, the crowd was completely different compared to the second half. They sounded completely different in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Northampton played very well. Um, they they didn't get the you know the big chances, and and we probably were fairly even on chances. Um, but it seemed like Northampton had the lion's share of the possession, um, and it seemed like they were the team passing it around a bit better. Uh, we were kind of being a little bit long ball. So, um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't say necessarily low on quality in the first half, but it was it was kind of low on on decent opportunities for either side. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, very early on in the game, Carla and I had, not, had an opportunity down the right-hand side, or Mario Patrick with a nice bit of flair getting away from two men and able to get the cross into the box where Jack Armour was in and around the penalty area, once again getting himself up and into the opposition half. We spoke about this, I think, last week, mate, about it's, it's nice to see Jack Armour getting himself back up there and into those positions. On this occasion, he, he just showed to be uh, quite strong, using his momentum, got the ball into Dennis. And um, Dennis, I mean, I thought that was going to be his first goal uh, for Carlisle United right there. And then it is a really good save mm-hmm. from the goalkeeper. Um that's the best opportunity Carlisle United had for the whole of the first half, you would say, mate. And um, it would have been great to score a goal in front of that Warwick Road end <laughs> just in that game, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a decent chance as well. I don't think Dennis kind of manages to get a full kind of foot on it. 
Um, looks like he's going to be stretching a little bit. Um, doesn't, you know, doesn't make the cleanest contact. So he gets away a shot. Um, it's not too difficult to save for the Northampton keeper. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that's the kind of thing where I think we had slightly the better chances, although for most of the half, Northampton looked to be controlling play. Yeah, there was a couple of opportunities that Northampton had after that going forward and quite wasteful. Um, I mean, you would say the best of those opportunities was there was a corner for Northampton that uh, Mark Howard came out to collect, but there was a little bit of a lack of communication in the box and the opportunity fell to uh, the man that later handled the ball, I think, Horsefield or something along those, like Horwood or something along those lines. He just sort of stabbed at the opportunity. Simeon was good getting out to him, putting him under that kind of pressure um and forced him maybe to stab it over the bar but that lack of communication uh in 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 the six yard box for Carlisle united um i mean i don't want to say it's worrying it, it it's a it's a rare mistake that hasn't been made uh recently um but yeah it is it does lead to the fact of the point that what you were making sorry is that northampton were perhaps a yeah. bit more dominant for the rest of the first half. And uh, I mean, Carlisle United had to be very patient for their opportunity. They waited until the 79th minute. Uh, there was a couple of substitutions. That was when Devitt already had gone off. And um, I mean, it was it was Toby Shaw Silver, obviously, that scored the goal. He was very, um, I mean, did he touch the ball before that? I don't think um, he touched the ball. No, before. no, that was his first touch of the ball. He doesn't even take a touch. He doesn't even take a touch when the ball goes through to him. So the the shot itself is kind of like, yeah, his first touch ball. I mean, it, it'd been on for like a matter of seconds. Yeah. Um, I, so uh, Brennan Dickinson came on for um, Jamie Devitt. And uh, so, so the goal came from a, a, a huge goal kick from, from Mark Howard from the Warwick Road end, uh, about a 65-yarder. Um, Brennan Dickinson challenges in the air and uh, his defender either side of him, one on his back and, and, and one in front of him. And um, I mean, it just ricochets between them a little bit. And then Dickinson shows a, a great bit of quality and, and, and takes it beyond his man with a nice little flick uh, over and uh, plays a nice yeah. ball through to Toby Show Silver, who, like you said, scores with his first goal. And it's, it is quite similar. I mean, obviously the distance that he ran um, in the, in, in, for the last goal that he scored against was uh, Rochdale. Um, yeah. I mean, it, but it is quite similar in the way that he finished it. You know, he does show himself to be very strong in those situations when he's, he's it's sort of like two on one. He's got the goalkeeper and the defender. Um, he does seem to be able to sort of slip through and, and, and he does put his body on the line to make sure he scores them goals. And mate, it, it was a lovely finish uh, for Toby Show Silver. Mm. It's great to have an impact sub. It is great to have an impact sub. Um, but. Again, we'll get yeah. on to maybe making swaps and changes when we talk about covering the Newport game a little bit. Um, is Toby Shaw Silver somebody that deserves to start a game now? I mean, you know, scoring goals. Yeah, it's an it's it's an old question, isn't it? If like a player keeps coming off the bench and scoring, is it better to keep them on the bench or is it better to um to give them the full 90 minutes and like you know you talk about um you know does he deserve a chance i mean if you're toby show silver um would you rather come off the bench twice score two goals or play full 90 minutes twice and score none 
Yeah. You know, I just say that in the sense that, um, you know, he may be perfectly willing to accept the part that, that Paul Simpson wants him to play because, because he scored goals doing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's being deployed really effectively right now, uh, picking up goals. Uh, he's he scored just as many goals for us in, what, like six games coming off the bench than he scored in 20 goals for Sutton or, or 40 games yeah. for Sutton or something similar to that ridiculous stat. I think I remember hearing on Blue Army TV. But um, it wasn't all clear, uh, blue skies and clear sailing for the Cumbrians. Northampton mm. did draw back uh, very quickly, in fact, and with, I mean, a lot of quality. It, looked, it was a very impressive goal. The cross, a really nice cross. Um, the build-up, very good build-up. And the header, I mean, there's not a lot Mark Howard could have really have done with that. Um, I mean, maybe, yeah, he, he did show his frustration to his back line. Somebody should have really picked him up. There was a lot of confusion. And um, I think that's based around the substitutions that were maybe made by Northampton and, and Carlisle, maybe not quite sure who they should be picking up in certain positions. And it was a very good goal by a very good team, you have to say. A team that have been yeah. playing quite good football this season. Um, that's the kind of goals that apparently they do score regularly. You know, they like to play football. They like to uh, work the ball out wide and, and, and quality crosses going into the box. They have good options coming off the bench that can get forward and cross the ball. And that's an example of what happened in this situation. There's a substitute that put the ball into the box. And it was a really nice ball into the box. And it was a quality finish from Northampton Town. Um, can't really have too much of a go uh, at the Carlisle United defence for it. Maybe, like I said, a lack of communication about who should be picking up who, but uh, quality opposition, great goal. You were right there. Yeah, you can. I think I can see you in the <laughs> in the warrior there. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of people. I I haven't been able to pick myself out, but um, fair. It's it, it, the goal had a sense of inevitability about it because I thought Northampton had been playing very well, and it's disappointing to concede so soon after taking the lead, but. I mean, I think me and my mate Simon, that was really just kind of threw my hands up and said, oh, well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, were you thinking, like, I'll, I'll take a draw, I'm happy with a draw? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I thought, you know, the way Northampton have been playing, I kind of thought I could see them getting another one as well. So I was worried that we were going to actually throw it away and lose it. Um, I was saying that that was just disappointing to me that... You know, we hadn't that we hadn't been able to hold on to our lead for very long. I wasn't surprised that we lost it, but I was thinking, you know, can we kind of hold on to this lead until the end? Then maybe Northampton start to get nervy and and fall away a bit. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, fortunately for us, sorry, fortunately for us, Northampton had quite a, uh, a poor time in front of goal. They only managed two shots uh, on target and Carlisle had seven mm. shots on target. I mean, in other stats, they do they do outweigh us quite uh, easily. But um, in terms of, uh, I mean, being clinical going forward and, and working the goalkeeper, and I think last week you mentioned it is important just to work the goalkeeper. And this is evident yeah. in the fact that we are uh, trying to work the goalkeeper uh, a lot more than what we were doing. And now we're doing it a lot more than our opponents are doing. And it shows in the game plan at the moment. Now, uh, it was some great uh, work rate from Toby Show Silver going forward. Um, 
five minutes of injury time at the end of this game. Deservedly so. Uh, there was a couple of um, delays with injuries and there was some pitch invasions as well at Brutton Park that led to uh, the long uh, five minutes of injury mm-hmm. time. Um, Wills, you were there. Uh, the camera yeah. pans away when there's, a, when there's a pitch invasion. Yeah. I've heard various accounts and various... Uh, um, interpretations of, of what happened. Apparently, uh, some lads jumped out of the Warwick, ran the full length of the pitch, and were able to run all the way back into the Warwick again. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, lads will be lads at the end of the day, but um, yeah. I mean, on, on the second go around, the uh, the offender was nabbed by stewards, and, and, and uh, it was effectively booed by the crowd as well. So obviously, the crowd grew tired um, of of the shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are your opinions when when this kind of character on uh, happens I mean in front of eight and a half thousand people um, where the atmosphere is a lot more spicy than it normally is at Brunton Park yeah I mean I think on the sort of the first occasion I think we just kind of found it people just found it amusing because uh, the uh, the pitch invader by my estimation was maybe about seven or eight years old no it was like okay. Re- okay. yeah it was he was a little lad and he ran right. up okay. he ran he ran all the way over to the Northampton fans, kind of cupped his ears at them, waved at them, then ran all the way back. Um, <laughs> Joe Riley. But, and I, I think like Joe, any of these actions, by the way. <laughs> Joe Riley stopped to speak to him a little bit. I think because he was just a young lad, I don't know when the Stewards fan did catch him, I think for maybe just kind of like get back in the <laughs> get back in the stand. Um the second lad um, <laughs> what was a bit, you know, was a bit older. Um, you know, not that old, but like should have known better. You know, at the yeah, at, at the point where sympathy is kind of like lost, and you know, we were kind <laughs> of. I mean, I think I think as well, kind of was it maybe in injury time because we were sort of like starting to worry about you know we just want to get to the end of the game because we were kind of thinking, hang on for the point, um, and so then he kind of runs on the pitch and and delays things a bit. So yeah, he. he, he that lad got a bit of a booing from their home fans. <laughs> it was, it was it, it, I mean, it was right in the last couple of minutes of the game. I feel like it was the 92nd minute, 93rd minute when the, the long ball went up. Toby Shaw Silver's work rate, fantastic. Wins a free kick uh, deep in Northampton's half on the on the, the right-hand side uh, for us in front of the East stand, in front of the away fans. And it's, uh, it's eerily similar to what happened at Rochdale away. Um, Callum Guy, great opportunity, free kick, last minute, um, in a position where he can whip it in. Carl United, we've been working on set pieces, and this ball comes in, and and, and it's, it's what you want from a ball in from this position, mate. It's it, it's into that back post position, it's into the six yard box, it's in that perfect little you do something about it back line, no goalkeeper, you do something with it kind of situation. And <laughs> The defender just absolutely flaps it, like literally flaps it, mate. Um, and it's 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 yeah. clearly a handball. Um, I, I don't know. I've, maybe he's going for a header in that situation, and he doesn't know where his arm is, and it just it just falls straight onto his arm, and he, he's absolutely he wants the earth to swallow him up, swallow him up at that moment. And um, the referee pretty much almost instantly points to the spot. Um, he's been accused of being affected by the Carlisle United support on the day, but it is a handball. You can't say it's not a handball. And um, they don't have the benefit of replays. We have the benefit of replays. 
maybe it didn't obstruct an attacking. Uh, there was no one else behind him, is what I'm saying. The ball was going to yeah. go out. It doesn't if he didn't matter touch though. It. Um, yeah, so, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, all right, okay. By the that's cool then. By the laws of the, <laughs> by the laws of the game, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, Mister Ice in it his would have veins. been booked. He didn't get booked. Is a thing. Right. Right. Okay. Fair yeah. dues. Fair dues. But it's a penalty to Carlisle. And by this minute, by this point, it is literally the last minute of the game now. And um, it's one all. We can go on with three points. Four wins out of four. Paul Simpson breaking the record for the best start for a Carlisle United manager um, of all time. Uh, four wins out of four. 12 points out of 12. And... Um, it's all thanks to Gibbo stepping up with ice in his veins and sending the keeper the mm. wrong way, mate. It's a great penalty. He sends the keeper the wrong way. Um, and, and and he wants to go and enjoy it with the paddock. He does. He wants to get over there with the paddock. Yeah. He wants to go and enjoy it with the paddock. I mean, I don't, maybe maybe it's more about the photographer. Maybe it's more about... Ba- is that Babs? Is that Babs over there? Maybe it's more about getting for the Babs. Yeah, you, you look at that. He's, he's looking, when you stay, you're looking at the YouTube. He's staring right at the camera. He's staring right at Babs. That's a great picture. He loves that. Like, yeah. Babs, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, he's like, I'll do this. I'll do this and then get it framed. He, yeah, he aimed yeah. for the photographer. Um, but, but just as well, mate, he aimed for the bottom corner, um, sent the keeper the wrong way. It's a great penalty. And um, still, I, I mean, you would even even if he missed that penalty, you still would have taken a draw. Um, but he, he scored, mate, and it's 12 wins. Uh, 12 wins. It's 12 points out of 12, and it's fantastic stuff for Carlisle United. Uh, you can't write this, mate. The um, This is the best trip. I've ever been on, you know. I just can't, you know. You just, you just can't, mate. You just—it's fantastic stuff. Um, you were there at the game when that goal went in. Um, the atmosphere must have been amazing. Yeah, and it was, you know, because it's a penalty, so we've got the kind of, um, you know, we win the penalty and everyone cheers. And I personally hate that because I'm like. I mean, it's good that we've got a penalty, but I'm like, God, we've got to score it first. <laughs> like celebrating <laughs> as if we just scored. So I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I, I mean, you know, at that point, I am kind of like thinking, oh, you know, we've, you know, we've got at least a point here. So I'm not like, you know, this is a bonus, but I'm still nervous because I'm still kind of like, if this goes in. It kind of like in terms of avoiding relegation and just having and having something to celebrate, something really kind of good happening to the club to celebrate because you know uh, it, you know it always feels like you know usually we're the team that's on the end of these sort of things. So like <laughs> you know, so I'm still I'm still nervous. Um, you know that like please score, please score. Um, yeah, and then. Great scenes when we do score, and then again at full time, the players kind of you know make sure to go all the way around the pitch and kind of like show the fans what it means to them, which was a really they good get it moment. Back. They get it back tenfold as well. The support is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Ah, now, sir, you might have noticed that I was scrounging around in my chair there while you were talking. It's because I was looking for this pen. Because ah. now. Because now Special it's time, pen. and now it's time for us to tell each other and the listeners our Foxes feature man of the match um, yeah. for this game against Northampton Town, mate. Um, you're going to go first for a change. Go on, mate. Okay. Well, um, this 
was something that I decided before the end of the game and before I knew who the official man of the match was. But I thought that Simu was, you know, Simu was my man of the match. He had a really good game. Lots of players had good games, but it was it was by no means a fantastic performance from Carlisle. It was fantastic determination. But if you're kind of given points on performances, there was no one who was kind of like, that was really good. Um, I thought Simu had his best game in a Carlisle shirt. And, you know, like you were pointing out before, he's kind of like starting to use his physicality against attackers. Um, the, you know, there was one point where like a Northampton attacker was coming through on goal and Simu just pushes him off the ball because he knows, you know, I, I'm strong. And if I just use a little bit of my strength, I won't even foul you. You know, you're not going to be able to stand up to me. So it was good. it's, it's good to see him do that because... I mean, you know, before we started doing that, it was something that we kind of like complained about that, you know, why isn't he throwing his weight around? Well, he did, so well done. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. And, and he looked for... more delighted than anyone as well with the results. Um, he gave a really positive knows... interview midweek as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe because he knows he's been getting a lot of stick off the fans recently, um, but like he was kind of... Um, you know, he was kind of one of the players who ran the length of the pitch to like make sure that he celebrated in front of everyone. Um, he jumped on, I think, Brennan Dickinson's back, which sounds quite a dangerous thing to do for a player who's been out injured. For <laughs> I, I, maybe, I don't know if it was Dickinson, it might have been Feeney, I can't remember. He, he jumped on someone's back. <laughs> which... <laughs> I mean, I've got um. I've got a defender as well. There's a couple of different players that you could have really picked for this. Um, I feel like all, all three of the, of, of the centre-backs, uh, Mellish, yeah. uh, Simiou uh, and, and Feeney had really good games, uh, really solid games. And, and you can throw into that Riley had a good game and Arma had mm. a good game as well. They were really good at closing down the man. And, uh, you know, like I said, the opponents only had two shots that were on target. Yeah. And that's because, of the, you know, they're being closed down, they're being rushed. Um, yeah. And that's 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 effective work from a lot of players on the pitch. I'm actually, I feel like I'm, it might be, I'm pretty sure it's the second week in a row. It might be the third week in a row. And I'll have to go back and have a look. I'm going to give mine to Morgan Feeney. Um, I feel like yeah. it's another great game. I feel like he deserves another man of the match. Um, he, he was, he was pretty solid. I don't think he really put too much of a foot wrong. Um, obviously conceding the goal, he might have, being able to be a bit more vocal in who should pick up who, maybe um, on, on on the back end of the attack. But you are, they say, most vulnerable against conceding a goal in the first three minutes that you scored a goal. Um, and that was evident um, on this occasion. And, and and maybe that was just a case of, you know, the lads not being quite in the positions and, and uh, Northampton coming forward in a slightly different way than they had been um, on other occasions. And, and yeah, that, uh, Morgan Feeney, for me, solid game. Uh, is is great form continues for Carlisle United and he gets my Foxy's feature man of the match. So it's one for Simiu. I feel like that's the first time he's ever got one. Um, and uh, another one for Morgan Feeney, who seems to be hot on the heels of uh, Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, how's the you know how's the scores looking because at one point I think um, I think Ron I think Rob McDonald was. Yeah. Up there, obviously, obviously haven't been out now. Uh, Mark Howard had a few. Howard, yeah. Um, Lots I mean, of defensive Rod... players getting getting them, That's to be fair, which, they which were makes in the sense. early days. 
Amari Patrick yeah, got I mean, a fair few um, when, he, yeah. when he signed. He managed to get a few, like, sort of, like, back-to-back and a couple of double-headers as well. So, Amari Patrick's in about there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tight contest, mate. It is a really tight contest. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Feeney who's rising up there a little bit, but he's still sort of, like, three behind the top four. Um, and the top four, you've got Gibson, uh, Rod, um, Whelan was an early contender he had a quite impressive time at the start of the season but yeah. since fell away Riley uh, Morgan has overtaken Riley uh, now yeah he has um, and um, who, who else yeah uh, I don't want to give too much away, uh, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kind of keep the players tuning in to find out yeah, they're, like, yeah, yeah. they're like sat in the dressing room going I've got to listen to the Blue Army podcast because we need to find his- out who <laughs> it's the boss's feature at the moment it's me no it's not you don't worry about it um, so yeah I mean uh, now we can sort of look ahead to Carolina his next opponent but obviously when this recording goes out like as always does um, this game would have been and gone um, it would be interesting to see if there's any changes for Carlisle United's game against Newport County. Um, obviously, you want the momentum to continue. Newport County are third in the league at the moment, so it's uh, it's back-to-back two difficult games. Um, earlier on, we mentioned the fact that Jamie Devitt is probably going to be in rotation for this game because of picking up a bit of a hamstring strain. Now, obviously, Paul Simpson has his strongest 11 in his mind now. He's played them for the last four games in a row. Um, yeah. If you're going to change one thing going into the Newport game and you are thinking about resting players, do you just change a lot? Do you just go for it? Do you just make a lot of changes for the Newport game? Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you rest a lot? Of, and then going into the Saturday game against Barrow, Barrow obviously being 21st in the table um, yeah. and and being a bit of a Cumbrian derby, you set yourselves up for maybe having a stronger team, a bit of a better rested team in that game. Um I don't think you change a lot. I think you probably want to make changes based on players who might be struggling for fitness. So that might mean Devitt. I, I, I don't know how Dennis is. I think we mentioned before that he, he didn't come to his in full fitness and doesn't tend to last. Well, he, well, he hasn't lasted the 90s. So, you know, but other than that, because I, I mean, what you can do as well is if you kind of, if kind of like performance levels drop because you've made changes to rest players, and then you end up chasing the game a lot more than he, you know, it could backfire because he could end up uh, giving those players who are on the pitch a much kind of harder day and end up affecting fitness even worse than if you, you know, you know, if we go out and, you know, have a good game against Newport, then potentially that kind of doesn't really drain fitness as much as going out and struggling if you're not chasing the ball as much, if you can kind of, try and dictate the pace of the play a bit more. But to do that, we need to kind of like look to having our best players out there. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily want to change too much. No. Um there's um, obviously there's a chance for McDonald to come in though, because you've also got that thing of players who have been important for us coming back from injury and is it an opportunity to who do, who do you, um, I don't know. I feel like Mellis, but Mellis, Mellis, in my opinion, Mellis is that transition player um, from the attack in in, in the defence. You know what I mean? He has yeah. a role to play when the ball is in attack. 
when it's in defence. Now, if if you take um, Mellish out of that team, then uh, and then replace him with Rod McDonald, none of those other centre backs really lend themselves to doing that role very well. So you probably lean into keeping Mellish in the team or if you're going to make a bunch of changes then maybe you swap wheeling with Mellish because he can probably do that position uh maybe quite effectively you'd see or divine for Mellish maybe uh who could run that channel um possibly in that position and then you you'd want to set rod up with feeney yeah. because that's the center back pairing that know each other yeah i mean the other thing as well is that um you know a guy's I don't know. He shouldn't. He's young. He's you know. Yeah. He's young. Um, he's fit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this is something right now. So you wouldn't want to take him out, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that kind of like Simo will kind of maybe look at in training, because um, you know players could be flagging that's not obvious to the fans, but in training it maybe kind of see that you know that such and such might need a rest. But um, yeah, I mean, my kind of instinct would be to keep things as they are um swap out devitt um for probably dickinson um even if devitt is fit to play maybe kind of like from what simo said it's best that he doesn't play um i don't know what guy's fitness is like at the moment because he's someone who always kind of like you know can, can struggle a bit with fitness um He's looked all right the last couple of games. I don't know if he's kind of... He's one of them players, he'll, he'll take a knock and he'll go down and he'll think, oh, he's, you know, he's maybe going to have to go off here. So I don't know whether or not these knocks that he seems to get in every match are, you know, is he just going down because it hurts? <laughs> and he wants to have a little lie down and kind of like wait for the pain to stop. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll obviously we'll see the changes when we see the changes. But by the time yeah, this goes I mean, out, like I said, the game would have been the game would have been and gone. Quick prediction for you, Will, yeah, mate, for the uh, for the Newport County game. Um, I'm going to go one one. One one, right? I'm in a bit of a hot streak at the moment, I believe. So I'm going to go yeah. um, with uh, one nil, Carl United. Um, and hopefully I'll be proved um, right um, and the momentum will continue. Now, the yeah. game on Saturday is the Cumbrian Derby as Carl United travel to Barrow um, for what might be the last Cumbrian Derby for a while if uh, if one of us end up getting swallowed up by that relegation uh, dogfight. Obviously, as at the moment, things mm-hmm. are looking fantastic for Barrow. Not so much. Drawing against Rochdale, drawing against Walsall and losing against Bristol Rovers in the last three games. Barrow have really been circling the drain recently after quite comfortably sitting in and around 16th um, until around January where things just really shit just started hitting the fan for them mate um and uh some player unrest uh manager changes and <sighs> this is it mate this is football this is league two and the fortunes can change very very quickly um it's all sold out there's no chat if you've got a ticket for barrow good for you i hope you really enjoy um 
I hope you really enjoy it. Um, it's not going to be quite as spicy with Ozzy Zanzala not going to be a part of the Barrow team for this Cumbrian derby, yeah. but Paul Farman will remain in goal for Barrow. And I'm sure when the Carlisle United supporters are behind that goal, Farman will enjoy that 45 minutes once again. <laughs> uh, that he did, yeah. <laughs> similar to this time, that he did at Brunton Park behind the Warwick. Um Mate, it, it's a fantastic occasion for Cumbrian football, the Cumbrian derby being a part of the professional English uh, football league. Uh, you don't want it to go away. You want both teams to obviously remain in this division, really, um, when, you, when, when you're being honest with yourself. You don't want to see Barrow go down just yet. Uh, you want to see a couple more Cumbrian derbies. Um, but... I mean, I'm going to go first this time, mate. I think we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to win. I think we might rest some players against Newport County, grind out a, a win or a draw against Newport County with a really effective game plan. And um, hopefully, um, I mean, I get to employ a, a rested and a, a strong lineup against Barrow. That'll be too much for them. And we'll, we'll steamroll them 3-0. That'll be when the good times really start rolling. Yeah. Um, do you want me to predict... Um, Go ahead. got 2-0 I've got 2-0 always one goal less less optimistic than you it seems <laughs> <laughs> yeah on this occasion mate I mean um, yeah, I, I, your thoughts going into the Cumbrian derby your thoughts surrounding the Cumbrian derby mate it, it, it is great right for Cumbrian football yeah and um, you know things seem to be you know things seem to be quite you know sitting up quite well for us um, in terms of Barrow's form and our form um, last time we played them, they were, I mean, kind of like, they were okay in the first half of the season. They kind of like seemed to be just solidly mid-table, nothing kind of spectacular. And it was a it was a fairly dull game when we played them. Uh, this, there the could be more to it in this one. Um, obviously, kind of like uh, Barrow's position in the table, they're kind of like down there now and they'll be fighting hard. Um, but, you know, we're on good form. We've got the Simo effect. We're going to take a lot of fans down there. Um, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good stage for the players who seem to be really enjoying having this kind of attention and pressure on them to kind of, you know, go down there and perform and get another win, hopefully, and kind of like just keep things going. Um, I mean, you know... A, by this time next week, we could be kind of like saying we're safe, not, you know, not mathematically, but, you know, we're probably just a couple of wins now away from being able to draw a line under under this season and, um, you know, start looking forward to another season in the league. I mean, nine points uh, clear um, yeah, now. Yeah. What was it? Eleven games left to go uh, for us. Uh, at this point, uh, by the time the episode goes out, there'll be ten games left um, to be played. Um, yeah, you're probably right, mate. If we do win that game against Barrow, a lot of people will think we're probably going to be safe and, and just be able to start yeah. looking towards next season, maybe. Um, and yeah. then hopefully, you know, maybe see the involvement. I always say this when this kind of conversation comes up, but maybe see the, see the involvement of a of a of a Josh Dixon or someone like that along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, both predicting wins against Barrow then. May the good times continue. And uh, talking about good times, mate, it's time just before we sort of like wrap things up here. I've got a new segment at the end that I'm going to trial, obviously. Um, but yeah. it's time for the chilly update, mate. Here we go. Look at the guys. Oh, all, look at that. They've all pretty much got two leaves on now. Uh, thank you very much to someone on social media that told me not to replant them until they have three uh, leaves. So I'm going to wait until they've at least got three leaves. But it looks like yeah. we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven shoots there. Um, so that's going to yeah. yield a fair amount of chilies. Um, and then that's going to be great for Simo's sizzling hot sauce, ready for hopefully your barbecue <laughs> this summer. Um, catch up every Tuesday on Instagram if you want pictures of the chilies progress. Um, yeah, yeah uh, the last thing I want to finish on, mate, is a new segment that I've just literally thought about naming now. It's called Skelly Shitstirrer. Here it goes, mate. Skelly <laughs> Shitstirrer. Right, I'm going to stir some shit up, mate. Right, imagine what Simo could have done with Zach Clough if Zach Clough stuck around. Yeah, um... You know, so water under the bridge now. But uh, there's there's been a lot of players that I think have suffered from, you know, poor management uh, recently. Um, Clough is one of those who he comes in and you, you know, we expected big things from him. Um, didn't happen. Probably didn't get that much opportunity to. Um, he, he wasn't that lucky with injuries either. Um didn't really suit um, either Beaches or Millen's kind of game plans. So, you know, um, maybe, you know, maybe Zach Clough's thinking about that while he suns himself on the beach in Australia. Maybe he's looking <laughs> at Carlisle and thinking like, I wonder how uh, I'd be doing if I'd stayed there. <laughs> I hope he is. I really hope he is. I genuinely hope he is, mate. Um, I feel like under Simo, we might have really been able to unlock a lot of uh, potential there with Zach Clough. Um, and he would have yeah. been perhaps uh, a part of a, a new front three, the, the sort of front three that we used to see with Michael Bridges, Carl Hawley and Derek Holmes. We might have seen with Zach Clough and uh, Kristen Dennis and Omari Patrick. Um, but that was not to be, unfortunately, Zach Clough. Yeah, as you quite rightly point out, sunning himself on the beaches of Australia as we currently speak. Uh, the A-League is in uh, full flow. He is playing games uh, mm -hmm. as a part of the Adelaide team. Uh, according to his Instagram post, he seems to be coming off the bench quite a lot at the moment. And hopefully he'll get some starts and he'll really be able to yeah. build some momentum back in his footballing career. That was Skelly Shitstirrer. <laughs> Good times. Um, <laughs> and that'll do this week for the Blue Army podcast, mate. Um, Wills, thank you very much for joining me, mate. Um, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'll wrap things up and we'll say goodbye to the listeners. Is that all right, buddy? It's all right. Yeah, it's all right with me. All right. Well, this has been episode 59. Um, this has been an absolute fantastic time uh, for any Carlisle United fan. These couple of weeks have been beautiful.
beautiful. You really can't complain if you're a Carlisle United fan. If you want to get in touch with the Blue Army podcast, you can get in touch with us via our email. That is thebluearmypod at gmail.com. One more time, that is thebluearmypod at gmail.com. Wills, thank you very much for joining us. And there's nothing really else for us to do but say bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.